0: uh nothing like a brand new sunburn to get you pumped up for a wednesday i told you all the podcast would be a little late this week because uh she needed to go to the beach she needed a break and she didn't plan accordingly now being that there's one woman basically running everything around here uh my right hand woman michael she handles the administrative stuff the emails things like that but I'm doing everything else. All the creative, all the coaching, all of the trauma support, all of that is done by me. All the website updates done by me. Anything that you see is done by me, so um, I needed a little sun and fun and salt water, and. I forgot after my little jaunt in the ocean to reapply my sunscreen, but I definitely went out with sunscreen on, so I don't want to get a lecture from anybody out there telling me how the the what the importance of sunscreen is. I know the importance. I am on top of my skincare routine. Thank you very much. The regime, the regimen happens religiously every day, but I miss the mark sometimes when I'm on the beach. I can't help it. I'm unstructured when I enter a a a a large area of sand with a large area of water. I just don't think anything else matters anymore that's quite all right with me. But my little jaunty jaunt to the beach yesterday had me observing a lot of stuff. So I wanted to share it with you real quick before I dig into the topic for today. Uh, There was this lovely family. Don't you love when you're at the beach and this family shows up and they have like 18 family members, right? It's like every cousin, second cousin, and then their children show up. They're dragging their beach buggies full of like chairs and umbrellas and those nonsensical pop-up tents that nobody needs on the freaking beach, Um, although I could have probably used one yesterday to block the sun from turning me into a lobster, and their shovels and their buckets and their balls and all of that, and then they decide that they're just going to plant themselves. A mere five feet away from you, like right in front off catty corner, blocking your view with just enough space for them to kick sand all over your towel. Now, I'm pretty unbothered when I'm on a beach, okay? But it becomes bothersome when you don't know the protocol for setting up your beach display. Five feet away from two people that are already set up on the beach is inappropriate. There's an entire beach. This was a Tuesday. There's nobody there. You have all the room in the world. You could have gone anywhere else, but you chose to sit five feet away from us. So my friend was like, How do we move without being obvious? And I was like, we don't. We just get up and move because at this point, they don't care. They don't even notice we're here. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put themselves five feet away from us. So I get up and start dragging my towel. She gets up and drags her chair and we sit back down. And then lo and behold, like a few hours later, another family shows up. There's a whole beach. (laughs) There's a whole freaking beach, y'all. And they come on the other side of us. And this family, wait for it, wait for it, I swear to God, this is going to be good. This family has, like, three children and a baby, okay? But one of the children is in this stroller. And I'm watching the mother haul this baby under her arm like this baby is like dangling under her arm okay and the two other kids there's there's a double stroller for for what looks like the two other kids but they're walking and then the dad comes along and he is dragging violently I mind you violently dragging now there's no good way like I'll just sidebar for a second I acknowledge there is no real good way to drag a stroller across the sand. There's really not. It's going to be bumpy, whatever. But this man had nothing else in his hands. So he's one-arming, one-arm dragging this stroller behind him. Like in tow behind him. And it's all over the place. So he drags it and he just dumps it. And I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I have video and pictures (laughs) of this. I might throw it in the Patreon. I threw some other ones in the Patreon. But here's the deal, okay? That's what I mean. Behind the scenes content goes in there now. So he drops the freaking carriage. And I yes, I call it a carriage, but a stroller. I know, don't lecture me. Behind their whole display. So picture like the their chairs are set up, the other stroller is next to them, then they've got their big blanket on the side, and then behind that whole line of chairs and strollers is the one stroller with one child who's way too big for it, sleeping, and he's behind the whole thing. Now you might say, Amy, he's sleeping. So that's logical. No, no. No, 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 no. So one of the little boys in this family must have either dropped some snacks on the ground or tried to feed the seagulls, okay? And so the seagulls decided they were going to swarm this entire family. While no one was paying attention to little Jimmy, who was neglected and abandoned, sleeping in the extra small stroller when he's an extra large child behind them. I'm not playing when I tell you that I could have stolen this child and no one in that family would have noticed for a long time, because nobody was paying attention to him and he was asleep and not even facing them like he was facing the freaking boardwalk while they were all in their line of chairs facing the ocean and then here come the seagulls because your little bratty brother had to toss food in the air and decide to welcome the whole community of birds to our area well let me just give you a little backstory on the seagulls that day. So I had a nice little bag of snacks that I picked up from 7-Eleven on my way to the beach. And by that, I don't know, afternoon before that family arrived, I had opened two bags of chips and a and a container, a plastic container of fruit, okay? Well, we had gone back and forth to the boardwalk a couple times and I had just closed the bag up tight Sealed the fruit inside, rolled the chip bags down, and there was never any issue until this family came. Then this family came, and I did the same thing, and we went up to the boardwalk to get some pliables. Well, by the time we came back down, which really we weren't gone that long, uh, my friend literally goes, Oh, look, the seagull has a pineapple in its mouth. And I look on the ground, and there's my plastic container of fruit all over the sand and I'm like oh my god and I look at my towel I go where's my bag and she goes what I go where are my chips I don't even see them in sight did the seagulls like throw them out like this is how swift and smooth these little motherfuckers are like they opened this plastic container that I personally struggle to open and I have opposable thumbs So let me get this straight, y'all are just going to sit there and mom is going to dangle her baby in one arm and run around swinging her other arm, cursing at the seagulls to get away from her, but nobody's looking out for little Jimmy. These seagulls opened a plastic container that I struggled to open. You don't think those little bitches are going to peck little Jimmy's eyes out? Daddy Rick is elbow deep in his giant bag of salt and vinegar kettle chips and all these children are running around throwing things at the seagulls and mom is sitting down holding her baby under one arm screaming profanities at them and all I could think to myself was huh and this is trauma. So folks, listen to Amy. Listen good. The next time you go to the beach, here are the rules. If you're going to drag your stroller, make sure it's empty. Don't put an extra large child in an extra small seat. It's just not a good look for you. Don't put matching bathing suits on your children that read Prince and Princess while the mother of your children is running around with the three-month-old dangling under her arm and her boob popping out and she's screaming profanities at the seagulls. And by all means, please, don't, don't leave a bag of open salt and vinegar chips out for the birds to eat. I'm not quite sure why the six foot rule works in hospitals and grocery stores and Dunkin' Donuts, but nobody minds it when they're on the beach. But I will say this, when you're picking your spot on the beach, if you choose to sit four feet away from me, I'm gonna videotape you and then I'm gonna talk about you on my podcast. So let's dive right in to our topic for today. I'm sure a lot of you follow me on Instagram. So you've been seeing that I uh, posted recently about people-pleasing. And one of the most recent posts about people-pleasing was me saying that when you're on the receiving end of a people-pleaser, you are not responsible for them and their inability to set boundaries. It's not your job. You don't have to say no to them because you see that they're people pleasing. It's not your responsibility. They have to hold themselves accountable. Well, she took a lot of heat. She took a lot of heat. I kind of love when I take a lot of heat because I know I hit a, I I struck a nerve. I hit a chord, you know, it was like a nice F sharp to the heart. I got a lot of messages uh, from people who said they hated me for for that post. And then a, a bulk of them said that, you know, they sat down and they processed it and they thought about it and they realized, wow, she's onto something here. And then they messaged me and told me, I didn't like that post at all, actually. You pissed me the fuck off, Amy. But then when I regulated myself and I really thought about it, you're right. Listen, I've heard it all. Amy, you're too harsh. Amy, I don't like your tone. Amy, you're too direct. Amy is somebody who likes to just get her point across in the quickest and easiest way possible. And sometimes that doesn't come with a cushioned landing. And I'm okay with that. There's a lot of people that are also okay with that. But I know that there's things that I say that will rub people the wrong way at times. I'm not doing it maliciously. I just know that the ones that are willing to grow will sit down and regulate themselves just like I have to do when shit rubs me the wrong way. You know, I have to be responsible for my actions and my feelings and my thoughts. I can't just sit down and, you know, lash out at random people or anyone in my life or the comments under somebody's post because I disagree or I'm resistant to seeing something differently or hearing an alternative perspective. But I really admire those people that messaged me and said, wow, you pissed me off. But I sat down and really thought about it and did some work around it and realized what I was actually pissed off about and it wasn't your words. You were right. I just realized I was doing that thing that I didn't want to hear that I was doing kind of stuff, right? But I want to talk specifically not about people lashing out because I've talked about that many times and it's not going to be the last time I say it. Cause it happens often and it's all about emotional regulation. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that you're not responsible, you're not responsible for somebody else's inability to set boundaries. Now, some of the comments that I got from people that were not happy were saying that I was exploiting people's weaknesses. The truth of the matter is, is that until a people pleaser is willing to look at their own pattern of behavior, Even if you point it out to them, if they're not in a space to be willing or open to hear that, they're not going to hear it. It's not going to mean anything. If you walk around tiptoeing around everybody you see pleasing and appeasing, you're going to get hurt in that process. It's not helping you or them. If you don't want to receive from somebody, then you have to set your boundaries and be willing to say no. If somebody's offering you something, you're responsible for what you allow, what you accept, and what you tolerate. You're not responsible for their willingness or unwillingness to give. So let's go to the videotape. Or in other words, let's pull up the quote on Instagram and let's dig in. I wrote, people pleasers are not being taken advantage of. They're willing to give and they lack boundaries. This is on them, not the ones they're giving to freely. It's the responsibility of the people pleaser to have their own boundaries and hold themselves accountable for behaviors that can be harmful towards themselves. So when you're a people pleaser, you are maybe unaware that you're operating from a need to please and appease others. You're operating from a fear of abandonment or rejection. You're needing to get your needs met. I just read a recent comment on my Instagram, somebody saying, stop using words like neediness and needy. It stigmatizes people and it's not helpful. Well, it's a descriptive word for the behavior that they're exhibiting or the emotional state that they're in. When you are without something right let's say water for instance you got no water you become dehydrated well then it's the same thing when you don't fulfill your own needs you become needy you want me to call them dehydrated people we can start doing that too so the dehydrated people pleasers are responsible even if they're unaware because everybody's responsible even if they're unaware now, where the anger set in was people saying that I was exploiting the weaknesses of the people pleasers. Well, number one, that's not what exploiting is. Like What I wrote in the quote, somebody on the receiving end of a people pleaser is not responsible for the people pleaser's willingness to please and appease, is not exploiting a people pleaser. Because exploitation legitimately means that you're taking advantage of somebody who is unwilling to do something. The people pleaser is willing. And once more, being on the receiving end of it, you have the option of saying yes or no. And you can gauge it based on the context around the situation, but I'll give you a personal example. As a people pleaser myself, okay, I also grew up with a mother who people pleased. And my mother would give and give and give and give, and then she'd complain later that she didn't have anything for herself. As a child to that, before I started people pleasing myself, on the receiving end of that, I started to notice a pattern. Okay, as kids, she'd hand out a 20 to my brother, to my sister, and to me and say, God, have fun, and I'll see you later, wherever she was taking us. Well, my brother and sister took their 20s willingly. But after a couple times of her handing these 20s out, I started to catch on that Then in the same breath that she was giving us the 20, she was also saying she didn't have any money left to get her hair done, or she didn't have any money to buy new shoes. And I, as a very empathetic child, started to realize Well, maybe if you didn't give us the 20s, you'd have money for shoes or hair. So I stopped saying yes to the 20. So my brother and sister took their 20s and I kept saying no. And I got very angry and very resentful that my brother and sister kept taking the 20s and she kept handing them out. But I was the only one not walking away with a 20 by choice. My mother wasn't going to stop because that was her choice to give. I had a choice in that moment, but because I felt resentful of everybody else still taking and her still giving, I realized, well, I might as well say yes, if she's willing to give, because me saying no is not stopping her. She's not going to help herself. She's not going to stop the victim mentality, the complaining about not having anything to use on herself. She's operating from a wound that she's got to figure out herself. Me stopping my behavior didn't help. So I started saying yes again. See, a lot of y'all out there think that you can actually control the behaviors of other people. And that's so far from the truth. You have no control over what another person is choosing to do or not do. Your responsibility is always to what you do or do not do. So if you are uncomfortable receiving from someone trying to give because you determine that their behavior is coming from a need to please and appease you, then say no. Or set some sort of boundary with a limit on it. But if you notice it and you recognize that like they're willing, I'm not taking from someone unwilling, they are extending this to me. If I say no, they're probably going to keep offering in most cases, but if I say no, when I get resentful, then I really didn't want to say no to begin with, did I? Because if I'm saying no, because I feel bad for them, guess what? They're going to go give to the next person anyway. You're not helping anyone. You got to look out for yourself first. That's not a self-centered action. That's not unhealthy. That's not toxic. That's Everybody is responsible for their own well-being. Everybody is individually responsible for what they do, what they say, what they think, what they feel, what they allow in, what they accept, and what they tolerate. Those are all your own responsibilities. You, are, you have zero responsibility over what others are doing, saying, thinking, feeling, allowing, accepting, tolerating. Now a little message to my fellow people pleasing friends out there. As someone who knows and and is awfully familiar with being on the receiving end of a people pleaser, but also becoming one myself at one point, right? Number one, do you ever get rid of it? You always have the ability to revert back to your fucked up ways. Always. Just keep that in mind. People, when they work with me one-on-one, will often hear me say, I know where I can take shit. I just choose not to take it there. You learn coping tools. You learn how to reframe situations. You perceive it differently. That doesn't mean that you're not equipped to go back and do it the old way. You're just choosing to do it a new way. So if you're a people pleaser, I love when people are like, well, I was a people pleaser. I'm a recovering people pleaser. Listen, I've used all that terminology as well. Whatever you wanna call yourself is fine. You have a tendency to people please, or you could revert back to a tendency to people please, right, whatever end of the spectrum you're at, please know that your people-pleasing is coming from your unmet needs in childhood. I don't know how many times I got to say, like all, all, almost all, pretty much all, all, all of them root back to childhood. So when your needs, needs were not met growing up in the household you were in, You paid attention to what the adults were doing and not doing and what caught their attention. And then you created those behavior patterns. So you learned really quickly. Well, if I cater to mom's needs, whatever they were, I get her attention, I get her affection, I get her praise, I get her validation. And that was the behavior you adopted. And then you left the home and you went out into the real world with other people who were not mom and dad and you still functioned as if they were mom and dad. And that shit just don't fly. Now the way a people pleaser starts to wake up to their people pleasing tendencies is they start to catch on that with these other individuals in their life, those needs are not getting met that way. Actually, they probably start to bump into people who actually have boundaries and they tell them no, and then they start to get angry and resentful and they act out in other ways, or they spiral downward and they get anxious, or they get confused, or they try a little bit harder, and then they get rejected and they get abandoned again. And when they're wounded enough, they start to realize, well, this shit ain't working for me. I should probably go about it another way. But on the receiving end of somebody like that, sure, you can tell them no. That doesn't mean they're going to change immediately. You can tell them no, though, if you're feeling like you don't want what they're offering. Have your own boundaries. They're responsible for theirs. It's not exploitation. It's, it's, the, it's personal accountability. God, if I were to tell you how many people come up with excuses and and reasons to attack me when I encourage personal accountability, it's an insane number of people. Really, it's necessary to hold yourself accountable to change your own behavior. You're never going to change if you don't hold yourself accountable. And when you listen to people make excuses for not holding themselves accountable, what you're listening to is a victim mindset. You're listening to someone who wants to say to you, I have no power in this situation. Nothing I'm doing is making this happen. Nothing I decide to change doing is gonna change this for me. That's a very powerless attitude. You can't grow if you have that attitude. Those are the type of people you want boundaries with. I feel like I need to start a chant with all of you. Who are you responsible for? Yourself. (laughs) What are you responsible to do? Set boundaries. Is it your responsibility for what others do? No. All right, that's all I got for you. Till next week.